latest edition of the official podcast of Mass GOP. Jim Lyons, the elephant in the room. It's early March. A lot's been going on in the last two or three months here at Mass GOP. Where do you want to start? Good to see you again, John. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, sir. Yeah, we've had a real busy January and, and February. Um, you know, the the energy level in Massachusetts among uh, people who are really dissatisfied with what's happening in our great country is is really quite high. Um, we began the process uh, in early January uh, with a with a goal, which was to uh, really energize people to run for office. Uh, particularly local boards, and then moving into the uh, fall elections, obviously state rep and state senate. And what we've found is this group of energized people, parents particularly, moms and dads and grandmas and grandfathers, they're really concerned about the future of our great country. And um, I think what I've also found, which which I, I know personally because I served in the legislature, is the, this real um, concern about what's happening on Beacon Hill. And I think what, what I've really found is, is kind of how I feel about Beacon Hill. Uh, for too long, the Republican Party has been perceived in Massachusetts as a party that wants to get along with the Democrats. And, you know, I got no problem getting along with the Democrats. You, you know, I grew up a Democrat. Absolutely. However, this Democratic Party has gone over the cliff. And what we need are Republicans who want to stand up and fight for the values that we believe in. And that is something that is resonating at every one of these meetings. We had 12 meetings since January 1st all across the state. You know, six, 700 people showed up at these various meetings. We had over 300 caucuses to elect delegates for our upcoming convention in May. And the, and the real message that I see is, you know, is that we have to stand up and fight. You know, it's time to get off the couch, leave the puppies behind, and get into the arena. And not just to get into the arena to make bad democratic policies less bad, but to stand up for parental rights, to stand up and defend the police, to stand up and say that illegal licenses to drivers, to illegal immigrants, is not acceptable. These are the things that we're seeing Every single day that I'm out there, uh, people are no longer accepting the idea that we as Republicans have to accept this. We have to change it. And that's why I ran for office in 2010. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. But it's not just me. It's thousands and thousands of people, unenrolled people, Republicans, conservative Democrats. They look at this radical left agenda and they're scratching their head, and it's great to see. So I'm very excited, looking forward to it. And uh, Well, let's take a half a step back, because you worked up on Beacon Hill as a state rep. The radical left closed the state house for two years, and the first thing they did after they opened up the state house is voted to give illegals driver's licenses. Your thoughts? Total insanity. <laughs> I mean, absolute insanity. You know, the first thing that they do, it, it's kind of like the last thing they did in, in December of uh, 2020. It, after Christmas, they decided to remove medical care from babies born alive. And then the first thing they do when they get back into the state house is to provide licenses to illegal immigrants. Look, the one thing that we Americans 
understand is the rule of law matters. How can we teach our kids that the rule of law matters when we're giving someone what, when we are a young 16-year-old, they teach you it's a privilege to have a driver's license. It's not a right. It's a privilege. Yet we're giving that privilege to people who are in this country illegally. The wrong message to our young people. But parents now understand that, that in our schools, they're giving the wrong message to our children. And that's why we're seeing this incredible energy level among, I mean, I can't tell you, it's young, it's middle age, it's mod, it's old, it's everyone. We're fighting for our freedoms. I have parents stopping me in a grocery store and saying, does our local school t- uh, teach critical race theory? And I'm like, you have school age kids. My kids are out of school. You don't know? Yeah, I'm concerned about it. And they're shocked when they're finding out that their kids are coming home and that they're learning that mom and dad are being told that they're racist because they're right in school. And people are shocked about it. And I'm like, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, you, you need to run for school committee. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to recruit people to run. All politics is local. You know, I mean, that's the name of my, my show, All Politics is Local. I, and it is all politics. You've got to get these people to see what's going on in the schools, to know what's going on in their communities, so you're out recruiting candidates. You're out, you know, getting people to boards of selectmen, mayor races. Uh, if people aren't paying attention now, it's it's almost too late because once your school committee gets entrenched with five liberal people that want to push their agenda, it's going to take years to change that. So, I mean, what are you doing now at MassGOP to combat that. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's exactly what we're doing. We've, we just finished our 12th meeting. We've got 24 meetings moving forward. We're starting our second round on the, on the 19th. And what we're asking everybody that showed up at the first meeting to bring two or three people, because we're teaching people now how to run campaigns. You know, a lot of people, I mean, John, you've been involved in mm-hmm. politics. I've been involved. But it's when you're new to it, it's, it's, it's something that you, you have a little, tre- right, a little trepidation. And we're teaching them how to do it. We're teaching them that it's, it's really not rocket science, right? It's, you know, one-on-one. It's talking to your friends and neighbors. It's building a network of like-minded people. But let's go back to what you just said about the schools. They're teaching third graders how to change their gender. I mean, that is being taught in the Westford public schools. Just think about that. In Westford. It's crazy, man. It's, it's beyond crazy. Yeah. It's beyond. A third grader doesn't know what they are. I don't know. I don't know what changing gender means. And I'm not a third grader, guys. I mean, what, what does that mean? Can you imagine a, a, a young third, nine-year-old kid, right? And they're up there teaching them how to change their gender. That's insane. It is beyond insane. It's beyond insane. And you have to wonder if they're being that blatant about it, what other messages are they sending to these kids that that they don't, the subliminal messages that they're sending that, you know, your mom and dad are racist because, you know, they raised you in a traditional family. Uh, it's, it's, it's mind boggling to me. How can people learn more about MassGOP? I think one of the big things, you know, you can go to MassGOP.com, of course, but you've also got some social media outlets as well. Yeah, face, Facebook. I, I'm a, I have a Facebook page called MassGOP. If you Google it, you get on it. I use it all the time. We've got all our events out there where you can, you know, we've got our training sessions out there. Uh, you know, I'm always out there talking about, you know, the issues that, 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 that we're involved with. 
we've got a very active page. Uh, I really encourage people to uh, to take a look at, at our Facebook page and you know MassGOP our website. We're, we're we'll be improving our website. We're going to relaunch a new website uh, at the end of March. This convention, we're really looking forward to it. We're trying to build a network of volunteers who we can teach to knock on doors across this state beginning in September to get the message out that the radical left is dead serious about taking this country over the cliff. This is the cradle of liberty. This is where we grew up. We have to get engaged and talk about how serious what's happening in our schools, how serious about what they're doing on Beacon Hill, and we can change it. I'm one of those that totally believe that we can change Massachusetts. There are more of us who believe in the things that we were just talking about. Um, and for too long, what we're seeing is these people had the effect of keeping people quiet, right? Because they were louder. What do you mean? You're a racist. You're a homophobe. You're a misogynist. I mean, those are, I've been called all of those names, mm-hmm. but none of them are true. But yet they call that to some people who aren't really engaged and they take a step back. Folks, we can no longer take a step back. We have to get up and fight. Let's talk about, because when people hear like a training class, oh, I got to go and do work. I think it's more, and I have to applaud you for the fact that you're investing the time and the resources to do this. It's like-minded people like yourself and uh, me in a room talking about American pride, the important things, law and order. It's when we talk training, let's let's talk about like one of your training sessions. You know, people aren't being tested. They're not being, you know, given a test or anything like that. You're just, you start off the meeting how? So the first thing I do, it's, it's interesting that you, you say that. The first question I, 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 I ask people, what, why are you here? It's kind of like a rhetorical question. Why are you here? And the reason is, is because each one of them loves our great country. And they want to make a difference. And they have sat back and they don't understand the nuts and bolts of politics the nuts and bolts of campaigning. That's what we teach them. We teach them, you know, how to knock on doors. We teach them what doors to go to. The data that we have, I can take a street and identify by the data that we have the people on that street who are going to be open to our message. I can also tell you not to go to the people that are going to be open to the message of the radical left. So we're going to use our time very, very efficiently We teach them how to fundraise, friends and family letters, how to reach out to your neighbors and friends and family, because you're the one as a candidate that's putting your time on the line. There are so many people who appreciate what you're doing, and they want to help you, and we teach them to reach out. Some people say, you know, asking people for money is really hard, and initially it is hard, but when you stop and think about it, you're you're the candidate. You're out there every day working. People, you know, sometimes people don't have the time and they want to help you. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we teach people is the nuts and bolts and the fact that there are other people who fill other very important roles, whether it's having a fundraiser, whether it's having going out knocking on doors, whether it's holding a sign, whether it's sending their friend cards. All of those are the small bits and pieces, particularly at a local level, that that's how you win elections. Mm Mm-hmm. Simple, knocking on doors, going to the weekend soccer games, baseball, you know, baseball seasons, pick them back up, go to the local sports, go to your local, you know, town parks, 
just introduce yourself to people. You'd be surprised by how fast you can build momentum. When people realize that you're committed to the campaign and they see you put a lot of work into the campaign, they do rally behind you. But at the first step does take this training class. We talked last podcast about the GOP party has changed over the last 30 years, and especially in Massachusetts. You pick up a newspaper or you Google Jim Lyons, you might see some headlines about Jim Lyons and how the party has changed. And you have some different philosophies than the current than the past administration. Now, I think we need to talk a little bit about that uh, and why you're so passionate and dug in on your principles. Because the other the other the other way hasn't worked. It's kind of like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, look at where we are as a party in 2010 when I got elected. There was only 11 Republicans running for re-election. Just think about that. 11 Republicans running for re-election. And then we built that up to 35. The governor got elected in 2014. And the governor in the last two years has decided to move radically to the left. That's hurting the party. The our message is a message of standing up for freedom, standing up for liberty, standing up for personal responsibility, you know, what, what many people perceive has happened in the Republican Party, because it has, is a party that wants to get along with the Democrats. I said that at the beginning. Mm -hmm. we, we have to push our agenda. We can no longer accept the agenda of the left. And that's what's happened on Beacon Hill. And if you go back to 1990 and you come back, you will see the evolution of this party that has been at the top of the ticket taking care of what I call the elites, the pay-to-players, the people that use government to their advantage. The grassroots people have been used to elect people, but their message and their values have not been represented properly on Beacon Hill. That's what I'm trying to do, is to get people to go to Beacon Hill and support the fundamental principles of the Republican Party. So what changed? Because... Charlie Baker got elected governor, and in most polls, he was the most, and I'm doing air quotes, the most popular governor in the country, and a Republican. And I think in his first four years in office, he acted like a Republican. But something happened uh, for him to change his ways and go to the radical left. Uh, anything, one thing you can put your finger on? So I, I really I really don't know what happened to the governor um, as a legislator for the first four years from 14 to 18, to be honest with you, uh, on his fiscal policies. Nobody supported Governor Baker more than me. Uh, I supported his, his vetoes. He took very strong, uh, aggressive uh, economic policy that I, that I supported. Um, after that, though, I, I saw a shift. And the last two years, it's been a, a dramatic shift to the left. I think one of the things that's changed in Massachusetts, though, John, is that we have 500,000 Republicans, but we have 250,000 individuals who identify, unenrolled individuals who identify as Trumpers. Those are the people who, over the years, have not come out to support the Republican Party mm -hmm. for just the reasons that we talked about, because they perceive the Republican Party as this party that wants to get along with the Democrats. President Trump was not a president who got up in the morning and said, let me make the Democrats happy. President Trump got up and said, I'm going to fight for the grassroots. I'm going to fight for the small person, the small guy in America. 
and people resonate, people responded to that. That's what I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. because there are more of those people who are out there. 2.7 million unenrolled in Massachusetts, 500,000 Democrats, a million three, I mean, 500,000 Republicans, a million and three Democrats. We've got this whole unenrolled that is just yearning for leadership, yearning for it. And I believe it's a type of leadership, particularly in certain areas. Look, we're not going to, we're not going to win in Cambridge. We're not going to win in Brookline, but there are a lot of cities and towns out there that stand and believe in the things that we're talking about. I don't think we can discount your earlier comment that what's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Go back 12 years, Scott Brown. We had momentum in Massachusetts. Then we had Charlie Baker, momentum in Massachusetts. We get We elect these popular people, but our party shrinks. So I I agree 100% with you. What we're doing there is not working. You can get along with people and disagree with them. And I think that's what we've lost in Massachusetts politics. You were up on the legislature. You knew you were in the minority party. You knew you had to give to get. You know, and we talked about, you know, all politics is local. Look at Reagan and Tip O'Neill, famously, you know, you know, famous. You know, nine to five, they were bitter enemies. At five o'clock, they shared a cocktail at the White House and got along with things. They can work towards that. What ha- what have we lost in Massachusetts, that ability to do that as well, though, too? Because we do have strong people up on Beacon Hill elected for the GOP, but I feel like they get drowned out. One, the media works against us 24-7, which is crazy, and that's why a podcast like this is so vital that we can get our message out there. The media works against us. The majority party shouts us down, and they they're only concerned, in my words, they only want to keep the power. What can you do? I mean, we can get more Republicans elected, but what, what else also do we need? We have to, to change the leadership. Okay. Fundamentally, we have to change the leadership in the party. There's no question about it. I mean, you know, we, we have people on Beacon Hill uh, who are in leadership roles because they've been there for a, a, a long time who don't want to rock the boat. Pure and simple. I'm not going to get into the specific individuals, but I'm telling you, we need to change the leadership. We need more people on Beacon Hill who want to go in there for all the right reasons. Too many people are in there right now. You walk in this building and you kind of get awed by it. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a lot of sometimes younger people in there and we need to get people in there that that are going in there to fight. And believe me, there are some in there, but they're overwhelmed. You also have the radical left. They have become overwhelming within the leadership ranks of the Democratic Party. And they are in your face, don't want to listen to you, and they won't. Mm -hmm. And when you see some of these recent roll calls, Democrats are voting lockstep with the Speaker. And that's because the power structure has shifted so far to the left on Beacon Hill. And because we have a governor who doesn't want to push back against them. Mm-hmm. So when you have a governor who's in the Republican Party not wanting to push back, you've got rank and file you know, Republicans that are saying, hey, you know, so the, the, the time to change it is now. 2022 is the time for us to make a fundamental change on Beacon Hill. And the, you see it all across this state. I was on the phone a little while ago with a, uh, someone that was running for office that told me he was a fiscal conservative and was a social progressive. I said, what do you, what, what do you think? 
What are you thinking about? Right now, the word progressive in everybody's mind is what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. That's the wrong approach. Most of the candidates that are running right now are running because they they are really concerned about their kids' future. Public safety is huge. Mm -hmm. People are concerned about their neighborhoods. I mean, you know, people are looking at what's happening across the world right now, and they're really concerned about the decision-making of people in power. And we have that problem in Massachusetts. The reason that we haven't had any impact changing it is because we have a lack of leadership on Beacon Hill. That's what we need. You know that there is a law and order problem so bad in this country that Joe Biden at the State of the Union address last week says, I'm pro-police. We're going to start funding the police. No, President Biden, you looked at the polling numbers, you looked at the data, and you realized that America is mad America is worried that you wanted to defund the police, and now we're unstable. Brings me back to another overriding issue, government mandates. Look, if you want to get the shot, go get the shot. You know, that's up to each individual. But, but people are really, really concerned about government mandates coming in and telling us, what are they going to tell us to do next? So government mandates are, are really a, a really big, big issue. Look at... There are, there are young people that have lost their jobs because they won't take a shot. I mean, what kind of message is that? I'm going to tell you what to do, and if you don't, you're going to lose your job? It's happening all across the state, all across Massachusetts. There is a, there is a, a groundswell uh, within Massachusetts that in my years I have never, ever seen. So we're going to wrap up this edition of Jim Lyons, the elephant in the room. Once again, tell people about Facebook, tell people about how they can get in touch with us. So we want people to come to our training sessions. We want them to uh, go to our Facebook page, look for our events, email my office. You can go on the website, get my email address. Tell us that you want to run for office. I don't care how young you are, how old you are. It's time to get into the into the fight. Tell a quick story about my cousin. 50 years ago, March the 3rd, youngest person ever elected in America at 18 years old. He called me the other day to remind me about it. <laughs> That's a great story. So you know how to do it. You know how to get young, old, middle-aged people. It's important, everybody. He's Jim Lyons, the elephant in the room. Go to MassGOP.com, follow him on Facebook, and we'll talk again real soon.